It's Thursday night. It's just after half past eight. That means it's hiking with Tim Lundy. Tim, lots of people missed you last week, but you enjoy your break. Um, yeah, definitely enjoyed the break. Uh, oh. Missed the show, but um, what do people who, who spend their lives outdoors do when they have a break? Do you go? Do you go outdoors or do you stay indoors? Do you do you veg in front of the television? <laughs> so I was vegging in front of a very large screen, um, but it was all to do with the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> you were watching movies. Yes, we were watching movies, the the BAM Film Festival. Excellent. But as always, you give us our a weekly uh, rescue and safety recap. How busy have our mountains been? Uh, Lester, to be honest with you, I it was a bit of a blur over the weekend. Um, mm. I'd actually gone to take some school kids up on the Bolan Trail. And um, on that particular portion of the trail, you can get reception. Which is a bit of a, a bummer. I should have turned my phone off because it kept on beeping. Um, on Saturday, there were two calls. And um, Sunday morning when we were coming down, I think before we got down, there's already four calls that had come oh. through. And we got down at 11 o'clock in the morning. It only means uh, it's summer. People are getting out there and, you know, yeah. it's just the frequency of people on our mountains and our paths now that, unfortunately, the, the, the volunteer rescue guys and also the guys who work for, for the state are going to be quite busy from now on. Yeah, this is the, this is the time that it gets really busy. I mean, I literally got home from, from the Boiland and I hadn't even got my backpack out of the car and another call came in. So, and it was on Kirsten Bosch, so I decided, it was time to, to help out and do my bit because I think all the others were kind of stretched. Um, so, yeah, I went out and uh, a quick two-hour <laughs> rescue. Of course, you can give uh, Tim a call on 021-446-0567. You can also send us a WhatsApp or a voice note on 0725671567. If you have any question, comment, some uh, suggestions that you would like from Tim on some trails you like to do, or maybe a question on some equipment uh, uh, you are looking at buying, give Tim a call and he can maybe answer some of your questions. Joining us on the line this this evening is uh, uh, Odile Hufke. She's the marketing manager of Cape Union Mart and Kway, she joins us on the line to talk about uh, some of uh, the activities that Tim's been doing over the last uh, few days before Scream. Odile, thanks very much for joining us. Hi there. Thank you, Lester. Thank you so much for having me and thank you, Tim. I yeah. think. I think it's the, the 15th year now that uh, Cape Union Mart has brought the, uh, the Banff um, a Mountain Film Festival to uh, Cape Town. Is that not so? Yes, that is correct. It's in fact bringing it to South Africa. Um, the Banff Mountain Film Festival has been um, part of Cape Union Mart's family for the past 15 years, as you've mentioned. Um, and we really pride ourselves um, in this film festival because, you know, it's about mountains and it's about film and it's about exploring. And, and that's really what Cape Union Mart is about and, and everything we do. Just give us a little bit of history. Banff is obviously, uh, I think it's a small town in, in, in Alberta, in Canada. Just in tell Canada. us a little bit uh, about this festival. Yes, that's correct. So um, the Banff Mountain Film Festival was born um, in Canada, as you mentioned. Um, it is something that the Banff um, Center um, originated. And, you know, as South Africa's number one favorite outdoor store, Cape Union Mart thought a perfect opportunity to bring this really inspiring film festival to our South African market and our South African crowd. So really for the past 15 years, we have been building up this film festival in South Africa and growing the association with Cape Union Mart for this film festival. And, you know, um, Lester, what I've really seen through this film festival is that the films just become more um, 
inspirational. The South African market is also just growing yeah. um, so much warmth for this film festival. And it's just growing in popularity year after year after year. Uh, so, so what's the style of, of, of the productions? Are they, are they um, fictionalized stories? Are they short stories? Are they, are they documentaries, first person, yeah. GoPro style? Just, just tell yeah. us what, what, you, what you can expect there. So, so it's a plethora of all of the above um, that you have just mentioned. Um, it's it's a number of, of long and short-range um, uh, documentaries and films. Um, and they're really about, um, you know, uh, mountaineers and adventurers enjoying their, their passion outdoors and, mm. and really filming that. And I think as part of the change and evolution that I've seen of the Banff Mountain Film Festival in the past 15 years, it's just the epic quality um, that the film the filmmakers are producing, and I think it's also to the likes of of GoPro. You know, thanks to them for mm. creating the opportunity to kind of uh, create that first um, that first person experience. So this year, the Banff Mountain Film Festival, um, you know, has all the films ranging from epic skiing to uh, surfing and mountain biking journeys everything to fierce climbing and, and running excursions. Um, and each one is really shot in different or inspiring locations around the world. And I think viewers will be both moved and inspired by the incredible sportsmanship of all involved. Mm. I think also the incredible strength that these filmmakers show in their, in their, um, you know, in their activity is really, really inspiring. Yeah, I think the, the last word there is definitely, if, if I had to sum up um, this year, I think the word inspiring would definitely be the word. Um, and it was mentioned at, at the festival the other night. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of these videos, you come away feeling very inspired by them. I know I was. And um, mm-hmm. it just makes you want to get out there even more. Yeah, you know, um, what we do at, at Cape Union Mart and why we, we brought this film festival to South Africa is because we really want to give our audience and our customers this experience of, of being an armchair um, adventurer. We call them armchair adventurers because we try to inspire them through these films to really go out there and explore. Um, and as I said, you know, adventure and exploration is within Cape Union Mod's DNA. So we aim to give those armchair adventurers everything they crave in terms of cinematic brilliance, as well as just inspiring them to, to go out there and explore. Um, and you know what? We at Cape Union Mod believe um, exploration and adventure is really what what you make of it. Mm. You know, adventure is is anything from climbing Mount Everest to um, going for a leisurely stroll in Kirstenbosch Gardens, <laughs> and that's really and that's really what we want to bring to South Africans to say any adventure is possible mm. as long as it's your passion that you are exploring out there. Technology has really done so much in terms of how we film and record uh, our activities, with it, mm-hmm. uh, especially when when recording for 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 uh, cinematic purposes. No longer do you need mm-hmm. a, a big camera with uh, a rig to even you don't even need a, a helicopter for aerial shot anymore mm-hmm. everything is like a, a chest attached gopros or, or gopros attached to your helmets or whether it's uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's drones that you can get your nice aerial shot you know yes. following you as you sort of on a cliff everything is just so accessible and it's just so great and as you said not only does it make it accessible for for filmmakers it also then makes it accessible for people to be inspired when seeing this footage exactly right and you know as you said there with the rise of the popularity of things like gopro and drone um, we've really seen the potential um, that these films have, have really um, put out there. And 
from what we did, uh, we, Cape Union Mart took this initiative and that's where the Adventure Film Challenge was born, where we um, tasked South African filmmakers to really go out there and film their um, adventure and their exploration. And um, this is the fifth year that we've been running the Adventure Film Challenge. Uh, we started out with about five film submissions. We're sitting at about 60 film submissions this year. And, um, you know, it, it, is, it has grown in such popularity that we've had to create two winning categories <laughs> because, you know, we, we had the um, aspiring filmmaker category, which this year was won by um, adventure enthusiast Andre Gee and top trail runner Kane Riley. Um, and that is Andrew King's uh, masterpiece called Clue Corner Ridge. And that really was filmed, you know, with a GoPro and a drone. And it's just such beautiful footage shot in our, right in our backyard. And then what we've also created is obviously the professional filmmaker category. And the winner of that category this year was um, Timothy Hay with his film Freediver. And this follows South African freediving champion Natalie Rudman um, on some of her un- remarkable underwater mm. explorations to again just position that adventure is, isn't just about, you know, climbing Mount Everest or, or running a trail, but it's about anything that you find a passion mm. and, and want to document. But I, I, do you see this as an ongoing um, um, collaboration with Banff? It's an ongoing ad- adventure uh, film submissions that you're looking so. Is are, are submissions closed for this year, or uh, if people want to submit, they do then for 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 next year? Correct. Yes. So submissions for next year will film around. It will start about December for the Adventure Mountain Film Festival. Uh, the band's criteria gets handled in in Canada. So all, all submissions start happening now for, for the Canadian leg. And then in December, it will open uh, for the South African mm. um, Adventure Film Challenge. And, you know, while we also um, see this as an ongoing um, ongoing project for us that we're really, really passionate about is because, you know, our sponsors have just grown in support over the years as well. And we really have to thank our trusted suppliers and partners for this Banff Mountain Film Festival for bringing it to life. And they are, you know, the likes of GoPro, Deuter, Black Diamond, Buff, and then of course South Africa's number one technical outdoor brand, K Wave. <laughs> of course, <laughs> which you are also connected to as well. But it's fine; we'll allow the punt. But are, 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 are there any South African films that are then picked up for the international film festival? The one that goes to Banff in uh, in Alberta in Canada. I know that this film festival also goes to other places in the world. You know, Argentina, Correct. US, as well. Do some of of South Africa's movies or some of those entrants also get picked up by, by the by the by the international festival? Um, unless they unfortunately um, submit directly to Canada, um, we mm. don't pick it up ourselves through this end. Um, that's also why Cape Union Mod did create the Adventure Film Challenge. So when the films, when the band films screen at Stekinikor, the opening film are the two winners of the Adventure Film Challenge so that we can give them the opportunity as well to be associated with this amazing uh, mountain film festival. Mm. So that is how we're really trying to bring that opportunity um, to South Africans to be seen um, at that caliber of filmmaking. The festival started on the uh, 4th of October, I understand. Uh, just give us some details where people can go to. To, to go maybe catch mm-hmm. uh, catch a movie, maybe uh, uh, where can they go buy tickets? Just give us some details. 
Yeah, so the um, the tickets opened, uh, sales for tickets opened on the 4th of October, but the film festival runs from the 25th of October to the 3rd of November um, in selected technical cinemas around the country. So those cinemas are Brooklyn, Cavendish, Santon, Tiger Valley, Bay West and Gateway. You are more than welcome to see those those schedules on either technical or the band's um, website. And those tickets will be retailing for 93 Rand um, each. Mm. Odile Hafkewe, she is the marketing manager of Cape Union. Mark, talking to us about the Banff Mountain Film Festival, the uh, Cape Town leg, which will be starting in Cape Town on the 25th of October to the 3rd of November. Odile, thanks very much for joining us. You really like the entire outdoor life, uh, um, uh, Tim. It's not just about walking outside. You you go to the movie festivals, you go to to the gatherings it is the lifestyle for you isn't it no absolutely and i mean the thing is again with with watching the bamf and watching i mean there's one particular scene that keeps playing in my head is these two guys come off a cable car on their mountain bikes and they decide to go down the mountain mm. now when i say mountain it's more like a small everest it's huge and a skier sees these two guys taking off and he's not going to have any of it and he gives chase and the footage is just amazing of these three guys racing down the mountain, two on mountain bikes, and going off cliffs. And it's just, it's inspiring. It's amazing to watch. Um, the, the footage is brilliant. Um, and it, it is just, yeah, it, it's mm. worth going to go and have a look at it. Because even if you, if you not, if it's not about hiking, it's about the outdoors mm. and about what the outdoors has to offer. Just how, how many, how many of these submissions, I don't know how many movies you, you've watched, or maybe you can just give a, a general opinion on, on, on the industry. How much focus is on the planet, um, on climate change, on, um, deforestation on the urban creep yeah. on, on, on sensitive areas. Is that the main focus and is that something that should be fo- be talked about? Or th- is it just a, a celebration, you know, of nature and the outdoors? I think, yeah, it's more of a celebration of the outdoors and about what we can do outdoors and the fact that more people should get outdoors. Um, but, yeah, I think you've got a good point. We could bring in or they could bring in um, different angles of, you know, climate change um, that that it is, a, that, you know, it is a problem. Um, and, and things like glaciers are slowly mm. but surely getting smaller and smaller and um, weather patterns are changing, so it's having different effects. But I think the more that happens, the more people are changing their way of of the way they go outdoors and do things it's thursday night it's after half past eight that means we are talking hiking with tim lundy if you have any questions or comments or maybe just some thoughts on hiking in and around cape town you can give us a call and ask tim a question 021-446-0567 or drop us a whatsapp on 0725671567 where are we seeing that effect of of a changing world, a changing planet, the effects of humans on our environment in and around Cape Town. I, I, I know that uh, litter is, 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 is a huge yeah. problem still, but are we doing a, a, a decent job of at least protecting our, our natural resources here? Look, I think, yeah, we've got we've to work at it. It's not, a, it's not something that's um, going to look after itself um, as more and more people are using the mountains. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why with this show I try and educate people on what mm. 
you know, what is out there and how we need to look after it. Mm. Um, whether it be fires that are destroying the mountainside because there are too many of them, um, litter, uh, and, and just having general respect for when you go out into those mountains, you want to go out plateau club, just understand you're not the only one out there. Mm. There are other people out there and that we need to have respect for each other because you throw that plastic bag down. It's not very nice for anybody else to come along and see it. And always just think to yourself, if you're walking out in nature, do you really want to see banana peels and Mm. plastic bottles and stuff lying around? It really does spoil Mm. it for other people. I've noticed this phenomenon where I've seen the most common litter bugs or the most common people who don't seem to care are grown-ups, whereas kids that I'm around are far more sensitive to nature they're far more the ones who would would be commenting on how a place looks in terms of the litter to the ones scolding us saying even if it's just an apple core you can't throw it there and that and that's quite encouraging no absolutely it's very encouraging and it means that the the educating side of things is working that the the younger kids that are going out are getting the message that if they want this to be there when when they're our age, they need to mm. start thinking, you know, survival mm. mode now, and and start cleaning up now. And and yeah, the adults are the ones mm. that are often mm. throwing things down on the ground, and they need to be told off. Quick question, Tim. I'm visiting in Cape Town. I want to go through to the uh, southern uh, peninsula. Where do you suggest I go this weekend? Silver mine is always a, a safe bet mm. um, to go. Um, the the silver mine east where the the dam is, um, it's in a reserve, so it's a little bit more secure than anywhere else. Um, and yeah, there are lots of people around, and 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 the routes are relatively safe. I, I've had this conversation. I, I um. Just this week, actually, I was talking about uh, um, a Boxing Day, and I have a family who comes from uh, um, from up country. Uh, every alternate Christmas, they they come spend some time with us, and the um, one year they wanted the Boxing Day treatment of going to the beach. Yes. And being a Cape Townian, I don't go to the beach on Boxing Day. <laughs> Everyone else does. Yeah. So I said, okay. Um, I'm going to have to think about this, but let's go to the West Coast National Park. <laughs> I was just going to say, wait, wait, don't go wait, 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 wait. I, I, I had reasons because the uh, you have to pay to enter, so there's a little bit of crowd control. Yeah. Secondly, I told them, if you want to go, we have to be on the road by six in the morning. And yes. there was groaning. There was like, no, what do you mean? And it was like, people were really upset with me. Why do I want to leave at six o'clock in the morning? Do I, do, do I want to get the day over and done with? And we eventually got in the car at about 6.30 and we we're on the road to the West Coast National Park. When we got there, you know, about 45, hour, 45 minutes an hour later, yeah. there was already a queue outside the gates yeah, on yes. the R27. And I said... You see? <laughs> and then the person I told the story to says that they had an experience at Silvermine Reservoir. And I've, I've been to the reservoir probably once or twice, you yeah. know, when I was younger, but I've never experienced it to be that full. Has it become that popular now? It has become that popular. Um, especially on a really hot day. Um, because the dam you can go and swim in. So people like to go and have a braai. Um, 
when it gets too hot, though, they do shut the briars down because obviously fire. Mm. So they monitor it and they'll let you know whether you can or can't bry. But you can definitely swim. And so a lot of people who don't necessarily want to go to Newlands or go to Musenberg Beach when it's freezing cold, um, you can go to to the, the reservoir and actually swim in the reservoir, which is quite well, nice. Well, then, then, then here's a, maybe a, a question for you. If you want to avoid the beaches, if you want to avoid the public pools, where could you find some nice rock pools, uh, maybe even some little streams that, where you can uh, uh, just maybe just cool your feet? Yeah, there's, again, Silvermine uh, below the dam, there's a lovely walk. I actually was telling somebody about it today, um, that it's a lovely walk. As long as you park a car down at the bottom mm. entrance, you can then drive up to the dam. And what I normally do is walk around the dam, and then there's a road in front of the dam, and a path comes off that, and you can then follow the river down. And so most of the walk is actually in the shade, so it's quite it's quite nice. Mm. As, hot as, day and you can put your feet in the water there. As 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 a dad who wants to to make the most out of weekends, we've now tried to go to as many different parks as yeah. possible. And uh, I think it was two or three weeks ago, we went to Paradise Park in in Claremont, and it's absolutely beautiful there with that Lisbeck stream, the canalized yes. stream going through. Then I can really see it being a space. The water looks relatively clean. Uh, I think I saw some dogs frolicking in there, people walking their dogs. Uh, there are plenty of, of, of walks and trails. I think also in that Constantia area that aren't necessarily mountainous or rocky, mostly yeah. flat, yeah. but still woody. And in tune with nature, maybe absolutely. a little bit of maybe a little stream or something. No, absolutely. There's lots, lots. And I mean, in my book, when I wrote that, that was one of the, the things that I wanted to do was show people that you don't necessarily have to be on the mountain in order to actually go for a, for a nice short walk and see nice things. Mm. Um, Constantia, there's lots. Takai, um, Kirstenbosch Gardens mm. is lovely. Um, especially when that, that river's flowing down. Um, Dip, dip your feet in the river there is, is, is a lovely and have a picnic and a lunch I, I also like that the area around um, uh, the walk from these big parkway sort of from the the river club I know it could yes. be a little bit dodgy at times but I know at certain times of the day when I used to live around that way particularly dusk there were lots of uh, just before dusk uh, sort of around about 4 o'clock 5 o'clock the afternoon plenty of joggers plenty of people walking yes. there. it's also quite lovely there it can be um, there are times though when the grass gets a little bit too long and people mm. start throwing litter and everything it does there are times where it does look really nice and then the other times that it doesn't look so so pleasant. So it's a bit of a gamble mm. as to, to what it looks like. But Tim, um, you are a man who plans in advance where you're going to be walking next, something to bring to us and, and give us a taste of, of where we could maybe go in the future for ourselves. Um, look, at the moment, taking a bit of a break. Oh, we um, have to, yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I've actually, the, the week has sort of creeped up on me and I was wanting to go on Sunday going somewhere and I haven't really decided yet. And I think maybe when I'm finished this, I must go home and sit down and actually think of something because I haven't actually done a, like a day walk for the last two, mm. three months because I've been up the West Coast and I've done Boyland Trail and um, done quite a bit in Amanus, um with Glam Trails. Mm. So I've kind of been backwards and forwards running all over the place and haven't really had much time to do. So there's just those one day walks in, in uh, the peninsula. 
But I forget that this is your business. You do this yeah. uh, as your job. You you take people out. You have uh, sort you have clients. Uh, so you also have to take a break sometimes. Yeah. I think that was a quite apt question that I asked you. What do you do <laughs> to relax? And when you're on leave, I go out and I spend time at the beach. You sit in front of, of cinema screens. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I try and uh, when we go away on holiday, my wife is forever asking me, can we please go for a walk? And I'm like, I do that for a living. Why on earth would I want to do it now? <laughs> well, let's go to our WhatsApp voice note now. 0725671567. So good to hear you, Tim. And looking forward to other interviews later as well, Lester. So interesting, the topic that you've uh, chosen today, those uh, rock pools. I was just wanting to mention that there's fabulous opportunities, but it does take a bit of a walk from the stations between um, Fishhook and Simonstown. There is uh, Glen Cairn and there's a Sunny Cove station, and both of them are fabulous opportunities to explore the rocks and the little crevices that you can hide away in in the wind. And it's quite safe. So I'm looking forward to seeing more people coming in the train and taking advantage of our little nooks and crannies here in Glen Cairn and uh, supporting local businesses. It's been a wonderful show. Thanks so much. And also don't forget those uh, young people that get their first taste of hiking when they hike from the camps, the Rotary Camp and Gordon's mm. Camp in Glen Cairn, offering first opportunities to explore and experience the ocean sometimes look forward to hearing your show thanks so much there Karen and Glen Ken I forget, that was our first missions as yeah. youngsters uh, I grew up in in the south so we would often just take our bikes to to Musenberg and we'd find a place to hold them and we'd and we'd take a walk from Musenberg all the way along the rocks yeah. past St. James past Dalebrook and it was really really nice and it's really really quite fun to do that it is and I think for family as well it's it's an awesome awesome section of of, of the peninsula that that family can can go along and enjoy um, those pathways along the sort of water's edge and then you've got those rock pools it's always, yeah, it's always what, it's great fun to watch kids having, and sort of exploring just a rock pool that's sort of three meters by three meters and the, how much is actually happening inside then, how their faces light up. So yeah, there's, I think Cape Town, there's just so many different little places like that that you can do. I mean, even you can go to Greenpoint Park, um, and the promenade. They've just redone whole sections of the promenade. And while you're there, you can do, Areas where you can go and have ice cream and you can, you know, it's, mm. it's one of those things that if you're growing up as a child, those are the kind of things that you're going to remember. Those mm. are the memories that you're going to carry for the rest of your mm. life. Tim, as always, if people want to book a hike with you, maybe get in touch with you for some advice. How do they get, how do they do so? So email, they can contact me. It's Tim at capetownhiking.co.za. They can also join my Facebook group, which is Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. And Twitter is at Hiking Cape Town, and Instagram is Hiking Cape Town, and then Glam Trails as well, which we've now kind of released and um, watching it slowly grow, which is is great up in Amanas, which is walking experiences. So. Mm. They can go to the website, which is glamtrails.co.za. Looking forward to seeing that. Tim Lundy, we'll see you again next Thursday. Yeah, great. With Lester.